You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right. Y'all have got five minutes to talk about the U.S. Women's National Team and Tour de France and whatever else you want to talk about. Five minutes? The women's national team achieved something that only one other nation in the world has ever done. It's back-to-back... Uh, back-to-back uh, World Cups. Cups. And then they've won... No country has won more World Cups than the U.S. women, that, other than Brazil. That's five. Yeah. Germany has four in the men. Brazil has five in the men's. The U.S. women has four. That's an, it's an amazing... And there hasn't even been that many women's World Cups. There's been eight, right? And they've won four of them? Yeah. It's this the only international team more dominant than the U.S. women that I can think of. Well, the U.S. women's softball team and the U.S. women's beach volleyball and the U.S. and Chinese ping pong. You look up a Chinese ping pong in the Olympics, it is bonkers. <laughs> the only teams that ever beat them are Chinese people who live in other countries that have defected. Yeah. That come around and beat Chinese. But... Anyway, the U.S. men's they're basketball the team. Venus Williams of uh, soccer. Right. The U.S. men's basketball team has won like 20-something, all but two gold medals. Yeah, that, that's probably basketball. the most dominant. We're the, basketball's got to be our most dominant sport. And, uh, yeah, men, men and women's basketball. I mean, I no one, been two no times one. that the U.S. has not won gold. Yeah. Anyway, no, no, there's team. no football in the Olympics. Right. I was going to say no one else plays Remember the Reebok right. commercials where... Uh, Emmett Smith was trying to lobby for the Olympics to add American football. Yeah, I do. Emmett Smith, Ryan, played back, uh, running back for the Dallas Cowboys. Turns out, not a great guy. No, super not a great guy. Okay. Yeah, but also almost an Auburn Tiger. So if he had been an Auburn Tiger, I would have said, he would have been a better person. Yeah. Wonderful dude. Uh, in cycling, Ryan, you, might, you probably know this, but maybe some of our origin truthers don't. 2019 is the 100th anniversary of the Tour de France having a yellow jersey for the race leader. Was that a thing? Like after World War One, they decided on a yellow jersey. Well, it was 100 years ago. Would have been what? 1919. 1919? 1919? Yeah, after World War One. Yeah. So it was after. Wow, the Tour de France has been going on that forever. Long. So, but the thing People is, were, what kind of bikes were they bro? In the original tour, <laughs> 1903 up until 1919, number one, there were no teams, so it's a super different race. Yeah, number two, solo rider. There were no gears. These yeah, cats right. were riding that's single speed, fixed gear bikes, and they weren't allowed to um, take any help from anybody else. So they had to do all their own bike repairs, and they couldn't throw any like trash. So they had to like I take the, all their like extra tubes and tires with them, and if they fixed something, I had to carry they had to that keep thing. it with the old like the broken wheel on their back until they found a trash can. Or no, until they finished the stinking race, the three week sure. race. Uh, uh, for one, that's absurd. It's Two, absurd. I would like to see them go back to the you have no. to do it all, do it all yourself. They, they do that part. in um, gravel racing. Dirty oh. Kanza is a popular one in Kansas. It's a gravel race, and you have to fix all your own stuff in that's that cool. one too. That's I feel like cycling in Kansas is pretty uh, 
Straightforward. It's just well, flat. except that it's on a flint gravel, so you're just popping tires left <laughs> and right. I'd like to see a NASCAR race where they had to get out and <laughs> change their own the tires, yeah. do their own car. See, I've always said NASCAR would be great, be much better if they were actually in stock cars. So, oh yeah, yeah, right. So if they were in like a Grand Prix. You have to drive a 2019 Ford Taurus. Now you can tune it. You tune it. You can't put your new engine. No, you have to do tune the factory engine. Yes, yes. And that's what they used to do. You have to drive it to and from the racetrack. It has to be the guy's car. So it can't be like street legal. Yeah, street legal cars. You get you show up and drive it. That's how I think that's where the term stock car. I'm sure it is. Because I'd also like it to be a little bit more right turns. Involved. Well, it's just a lot of less. So I don't want. I is, want is, like is there any cycling. race that goes backwards? And does I think race? there's a couple actually. Watkins Glen. If I'm wrong, let's see. Uh, Murph will know. Murph, yeah. Murph, tune in. Watkins. NASCAR you're gonna get. <laughs> I used to have a NASCAR video game on uh, the Nintendo yeah, 64. Yeah. Oh, that was a good. Well, game. they're all right. They had to drive backwards. That's a good philosophy. Of life. <laughs> That's right. Right. Anyway, this is also the 50th anniversary in sort of fronts of a guy named Eddie Merckx, who is like. Somewhere between Michael Jordan and Jesus. Um, when it comes to cycling. Wow. <laughs> Eddie Merckx, E-D-D-Y. I get that. First one. name. Last name, Merckx, M-E-R-C-K-X. Those let- you can't put those letters together. C-K-X. You can in Belgium. Eddie Merckx, Belgian. Uh, he is the most Belgian man of all time. He is born in Brussels to a Flemish father and a Wallonian oh, mother. Wow. So he speaks both Flemish and French. They speak and about 12 languages in yeah. Belgium. So he, he speaks... <laughs> He speaks both major languages of Belgium and was born in the third state in Belgium. Uh, aren't the French, I'm not quite done yet, Ryan. Don't give, don't aren't the French kind of racist against Belgians? Oh, they're racist. Everybody speaks English. Oh, that's true. Speaks French. Um, uh, there's apparently some sort of buzzer going on. turn that off? I didn't, have, I didn't have time to talk about how uh, um, Everton this, played at Lost. We never talked about Everton. Friendly. I want to talk a little bit more about Eddie <laughs> Merckx. I think it's shot. time we open the show. In the 1969 Tour de France, this guy nice. not only yeah, thank you, not only won the overall, he won the green and the polka dot jersey. It's never happened before or since. Chief, that would be like being the greatest running back, or leading, leading the NFL in rushing and passing in the same year. It's just... Normally, two completely different human beings that are able to do those kinds of Cam things. Cam Newton could almost do that. Right. You'd have to be so a, he's somewhat the, he's of a super Cam Newton of, yes. uh, of cycling. He beat people by like an hour, in, like some insane amount of time in that race, to the point where everybody was complaining about him beating people too badly. He wow. boat raced everyone. He ran up the score, and he was the Steve Spurrier of oh. his era in that so way. There's a, Ryan, Steve Spurrier was the coach that coached But Steve. shout out to Eddie Merckx, the greatest of all time. They call him the animal or the cannibal or just the goat in cycling. Run like a wild man. I watched you struggle, and I watched you wrestle with them angels. Where he is from Auburn University, Bo Jackson. The Greg Jordan Hair Stadium time is 8.54 p.m. Your digital audio device is tuned in the Orange and True podcast brought to you by collegemagnolia.com. Such friendly folks there at collegemagnolia.com. Check out that site for all of the Auburn news you need. All the news that's fit to click, you can find it at collegemagnolia.com. To one side of me is amateur statistician. I incorrectly called him the king of the spreadsheet. He's more of the sultan of the spreadsheet, Ryan S. Starrett. If you didn't enjoy the home run derby last night, you're communist. The key of the spreadsheet is Josh Dub. Shout out to Josh Dub. Because the Orange True Podcast. I'll see that too. The Orange True Podcast is also the official podcast of guys named Josh. To the other side of me, the other side of Ryan, 
is a man of taste, a man of leisure, a man who has seen a lot of 311 concerts, is the AU chief. Are you down? To clown. And a scoot a little further over on the couch. This week, <laughs> this week we have some. I don't know. We're gonna talk about a little football. Let's hopefully, get, yeah, let's I think we're, we're getting close to football. We're getting time. close. Can we talk about football? Who drug a bum in off the street to play? <laughs> Charlie baseball? Blackman. Hey, he's a uh, rambling ref from Georgia Tech, and he, he might have just hit a home run. He's the only guy who plays in the. Uh, who can play? He did it. Oh, he did hit a home run. You know how Bo Jackson was the only guy to hit a home run in a. Baseball All-Star Game and score a touchdown in the Pro Bowl. Charlie Blackman will be the only player to hit a home run in an All-Star Game and also be a roadie for the Allman Brothers <laughs> in the same year. It's pretty awesome. He might be playing with the Allman <laughs> yeah. Brothers by the look of it. Absolutely. Look at him. So, here's the thing, guys. This is We are in the doldrums of the offseason. We are in what my brother calls... Uh, tier two sports. <laughs> this is tier two sports season. This which, week is the preseason of the preseason week. SEC media day start next week. Now, now baseball is yeah. about to heat up because we this is the all star break. Right. So this is the around the time going. of the year where I go. Let's see how where the Rangers are at. Yeah, yeah. And if they're and they're actually doing really well, so maybe I will get back into baseball this year. But it's just Rangers Braves World Series. Oh man, house divided. <laughs> the Orange and True podcast house. Um. I'm in the midst of just some serious home renovation, speaking of houses, trying to get the new studio ready, slash my house. The lab? I'm trying to get the beat laboratory <laughs> put together. Um, hopefully, we're going to have a nice space for it in the new house. Um, I've already kind of staked out a nice spot for it. Okay. Uh, it's got some good wood paneling walls that you know are going to have a good echo <laughs> on this pod. Improve the, improve the, uh, the quality of the Ambiance. Absolutely. <laughs> But Ryan, what else are we talking about? We're going to talk about, you know, we keep teasing season in review, but we're not actually going to. Yeah, we were, uh, <laughs> yeah. After, after the holidays, we were a little uh, off our schedule, so we were going to do uh, state of the program next week. Are we? I think so. Okay. We keep teasing that, too. Whenever Jack finally, you know, drops the hammer on us and tells us, hey, we have to do it. Well, next week, I wanna, I'm teasing something that I have planned next week. Jack told us no one's going to listen to this week's podcast, which is probably true every week, but specifically this yeah, week because yeah. of the holiday or something. But really? next week, interesting. I want to do who's the Auburn of fill in the blank and go okay, through we got an hour long show. Who's the Auburn of Major League Baseball? Who, oh, who's the Auburn of that? Whatever. Spit and we'll, some huge. We'll kind of go through it. Turd out of his mouth. Gross. That's <laughs> <laughs> disgusting. So. Ryan, you wanted to talk about Gus's coaching tree. Let's, I have to pull up the Gus's group text tree. to prompt you. Yeah, did I ever send that to you guys, or is that just me and Jack? That were you sent it to me just now, 5.30 p.m. What do you all think about talking no, about no, Gus's no. coaching actual, tree tonight? The actual spreadsheet. Oh, oh no, you didn't. Gosh. Not send me a spreadsheet. If you had sent me a spreadsheet, <laughs> I wouldn't open it, so you might have sent it. That's <laughs> fair. Can't get you guys to open show I, notes. I love spreadsheet. I was so, the spreadsheet guru of Old Navy when I worked there. Nice. Yeah. What was that spreadsheet? Uh, just lots of sales tracking stuff. Here's where the cargo shorts are. No. Men's polos. No, no, it wasn't inventory. Oh. Logistics or anything. It was sales and whatnot. Cool. Yep. One, one of these times I'm going to tell you guys how I got, how I quit working at Dick's Sporting Goods. That'll be a story I can tell on the pod. Okay. We're going to put that, like, this is the new Mama G's uh, yeah, great yeah. review. We we'll have another yeah. year for that one. That'll be next offseason. Drew worked at, okay. yeah, I, I think, let's see. Yeah, Crow worked at uh, Dick's Sporting Goods for 10 days. And then oh. quit. 
That's uh, <laughs> and then that's might be shorter than my time at Cheeseburger Cheeseburger. And then it was part of a class action lawsuit against Dick's. Oh, don't, yeah, so. don't spoil it. Right. So Augustus coaching tree. It's something I kind of explored uh, last yeah. off season, and then kind we, of kept tabs on it through this off season. We talked about it a little bit, in right? The group chat. Um, and I think it's something he doesn't really get enough credit for. You know, Gus is still looked at as a new head coach. Yeah. At least, I, I think he is. Yeah. Which is uh, funny because he's actually like, was he second or third longest tenured head coach? Right. Behind Saban and... Second. That's it. Right. Second. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's he's got some guys that, whether it was they coached with him in high school, they coached with him at Tulsa, Auburn, Arkansas State, whatever, that are kind of climbing the ranks now. There's a couple of guys that are head coaches, a couple of coordinators, some former players that are now in the, in the coaching ranks. So I thought we'd kind of explore that a little bit. He's third behind Dan Mullen. Do if you, you count Dan Mullen's time at Mississippi State. Man. Fair enough. Do but, you count Chip Lindsey as part of this? That's my first question. I think I do. He was a Alabama high school coach until Gus was working at Auburn. And not only did he work with Gus at Auburn, Chip Lindsey worked with Mike Morvell out of Arizona State, yeah. who is a Gus Malzahn guy from the Tulsa days. Um, wow. Yeah. It uh, all comes back full so, circle. So let's, the guys that are head coaches right now that have worked with Gus in prior years, uh, Chip Lindsey, you know, now at Troy. Uh, Chris Ball, who's at Northern Arizona. Not a, not a big name, but he's also a coach. Uh, Eli Drinkwitz, now the head coach at... Uh, App State, he actually, let me double check this, he actually worked at Springdale after Gus left. Wow. And then when Gus, you know, was having uh, FBS jobs, he was a, uh, he was at Auburn for a couple of years as a like, quality assistant. Yeah. What um, crime was Eli Drinkwitz a witness to that he changed his name to <laughs> Eli Drinkwitz to avoid detection? That's a, maybe that's he just changed it because he wanted to be like, hey, guys, you want to have drink with me? Oh, man, that's good. Is that a recruiting pitch? No, it's just something you used to say to the ladies. Oh, okay. Sure. Drink with Eli. That's what his, that's what his uh, drink hey, You want to drink with Eli? That's me. You got Jake Spavital, who's now the head coach of Texas State. Uh, Go cats. Jake Spavital. Yeah, his, his, so his first you want coaching job was Jake? as a grad assistant at Tulsa Under oh, okay. Uh, so not even the, the Tulsa years time. are kind of the, the lost years, the Gus Right, but he, he should have been the offense coordinator at Auburn. He kind of disappeared and <laughs> after after Arkansas. Yeah, he went to Tulsa. Uh, and then the last guy is, is Mike Norvell, as I was mentioning. He was the wide receiver coach at Tulsa while Gus was there. Right. He's also uh, um, he was our current offense coordinator. Worked for him, right? Kitty Dillingham. Right. Yeah. So Dillingham's got a couple of connections. You know, he's working with Gus now, but he came up at Arizona State where Norvell was the Arizona State offensive coordinator. Um, so there's a couple of former players that Gus has. And, you know, right. And there are a lot of them are on Gus' staff now. Cody Burns. Cody Burns. Travis Williams. Mm. Uh, Travis Williams is not, no, sorry, one, of his not one of Gus's uh, players, but he has come up in Gus's coaching tree. I know enough about Auburn sports to know that's not true. <laughs> right. He's come up in Gus's coaching tree, though. I mean, as a grad assistant. Uh, was he a grad assistant under Gus? I uh, thought he was a grad assistant when Chiswick was here. 
right? What's his? Cody was not a grad assistant for Gus. He was a grad assistant for Pat Sullivan, wasn't he? Yeah. Or somebody. At Travis Williams and went to was Rhett a, with Rhett. To, Travis Williams was a grad assistant from Auburn from 2009 to yeah. 2011. Yep. Not working for Gus. Right. And then but, Gus but came. But he brought Travis back into 2014 as an assistant. Yeah. And they became linebackers coach in 2016. Yeah. Where is Rhett Lashley currently in the world? Is he at SMU? SMU. Yeah, Rhett Lashley is at SMU. Is he the head coach? No. no. He's also coordinator. Yeah. SMU the is. The uh, head coach was. Was Chad Morris. Right. Who's now. Well, I knew that. Coach. I'm not sure who's there right now. And so Rhett is still there. Oh, it's the guy that was at uh, Cal. Could you name all Jeff 12? Tedford. No. No, he's at Fresno now. He's, he's, he? It's been a long Fred time. Tedford's been at Fresno forever. Yeah. <laughs> How many. Could you name. All of the SEC head coaches yep. right now. Nope. Yep. Could you name all the Big Twelve head coaches right now? Not a chance. No. Les Miles. <laughs> That's right. Matt Brown. No. No. He's the ACC. ACC yeah. Yeah. Um, but so anyway, some more former players of Major Gus's that are. No, I think he's at Houston still. Oh, yeah. Some more no, former players of Gus's that are now coaching. Barrett Trotter to grad assistant at Auburn. Don't know if you guys knew that. Marcus Davis I also a grad assistant. I knew that. Uh, let's see. Marcus Davis is a grad Jonathan Wallace. Yeah. Jonathan Wall, yeah. Wallace was a grad assistant for Auburn a couple of years now he's ago. he's Air Force. He's the, yeah, the Air Force tight ends coach. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan Applin is, a, yeah. is the office coordinator for UNA. Ryan now Applin was a program. quarterback for Gus at Arkansas, Arkansas State. State. And then he came here as a grad assistant of some sort. Right. Jonathan Wallace is one of those things. It's one of those things. Jonathan Wallace was one of those guys. Cult hero. Yeah. Well, like... He was. He's the only guy that uh, played well in that Texas A&M game. Where but they got destroyed he, him. He was the guy that all your Auburn friends who don't really know a lot about how players play. Yeah. Would say, oh, everybody else is giving up on the season yeah, except right. for Jonathan Wallace. Well, you could look at him, Trey Mason, and maybe Josh Holsey. Those those three freshmen in 2012. Yeah. Like, yeah, those guys are pretty good. But then, but only again, two of more no one's giving yeah, up. Those guys are trying to make it to the NFL. They, they know those games are on film. They're demoralized. They're demoralized, but they are not trying any longer. They would love to be winning those games. Oh, yeah. They might have given up in the second half of that A&M game. Well, they want that game to be over, that's for <laughs> sure. Man. Uh, and then Ryan Pugh, also yeah. one of Gus's former offensive linemen, is now the offensive coordinator for Chip at Troy. Only and played a two years. Two years. Yeah, nine and ten. Uh, he was already pretty special. I, I don't know if I give that one to Gus, but I guess we can. But he's, I love but be, because he's also working for Chip Lindsay. That's where yeah. I'm kind of giving okay. him that. Right. Uh, sure. Let's see, I think was Pew. Ryan Pugh came with, a long way from that. Yeah, Pew was oh, a good intoxication he had his freshman year. Yeah. Oh. Well, he was also a SEC freshman of the year that year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Playing guard. Dude, that dude could play. Right? That whole offensive line could flat out play. Oh, yeah. Zimba? Good look. Man. None of them make the NFL, but all of them were just like... Monsters. You would love to have them in a street fight. Yeah. Zimba didn't make it more injury stuff, I think. Yeah, he made it to the league on the Panthers. Yeah, Andrew McCain was part of the... uh, The Dragon? Dragon. Was Was a part of that offensive line. Yeah, so those are... The main highlights. I mean, there's a couple other guys that you may or may not give Gus any credit for. Um, I don't give credit for Gus. <laughs> Gus for anything, man. Sounds about right. Not until he beats Georgia. Here's my thing. I kind of think Coach Crease are overrated. Yeah, you yes, that. because if you look at one of the more illustrious coaching trees nowadays, Saban's. Yeah, 
They're not very good head coaches. Yeah. Well, look at Bill Belichick's. They're all terrible head coaches. <laughs> right. They're <laughs> all terrible. But what ends up happening except is well, Saban. Except for Saban. The, the, the best coaches that worked for – or sorry, the best coaches, their favorite assistants almost automatically get head coaching spots. Yeah. yeah. But what you're seeing with Gus is a lot of these guys are working for Gus for a couple of years, going other places, getting a ton of experience as an right. assistant, and – Working their way up. Always used to make me mad that uh, Saban got. They're like, oh yeah, Will Muschamp. He's part of the Saban tree, and I'm like, he's part of the Tommy Tuberville tree. What are you talking or about? Or the Mac Brown tree. Yeah. So uh, he was the head coach in waiting at Texas. Yeah, I just I think you're right about that. I think it, you know these Saban guys get a lot of credit, but right. I mean, we might have another guy. I guess Kirby's won the East. Right. Oh, love challenge there. He beat uh, a severely limited Auburn team to actually win the conference. I mean, that's big, y'all. Big Kirby's the real mastermind of that saving yeah. defense. <laughs> now we got Kirby. I mean, they beat Auburn. Right. I'll give them that. Kirby Smart can't get a haircut, much less beat <laughs> Alabama. Man, no, he, was, he needs a haircut. Though. Yeah, he really does. That's what you were getting. No, I'm saying he, I think he cuts his hair with. <laughs> he the has vitamins. the same haircut as the uh, Floby. Yeah, yeah. He has the same haircut as the guy from Parks and Rec. That's the uh, the head of the business council. Yes, I can't remember his name. He's the he's got the haircut of a pro wrestler from the 1980s. <laughs> Pete Rose looking hair. That's what he looks like. <laughs> Pete Rose. You look, you but yeah, a, no, the coaching crew. I mean, it coaches. is interesting to see how many guys have coached for Gus and have gone on. Yeah, I mean, when you've been a head coach and an assistant through high school through sure. uh, college for this long, you're gonna have guys that have gotten jobs other places. Yeah. Um, I, I think, think it's interesting to track because there are so many young guys right now that are kind of working their way through. I think the most interesting ones are not the guys that either played or um, uh, coached under him. You know, they've already been coaches. I think it's the high school guys that he brought in. Right. And brought in. Um, did you even mention uh, Bentley from South Carolina? I have not. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, he he – Gus likes to f- take high school coaches and give them a start in college coaching. And I think that's more interesting than any any other parts of the coaching tree. Yeah. Um, so. I, I, mean, I think he's he's kind of broken down the stigma of high school coaches. Yeah, I think he has and, a lot. I think he's a hero to all high school coaches right. everywhere. Because yeah. a lot of people outside of the state of Alabama look at Gus as one of the top, top ten coaches in the country. Yeah. Which. Sure. Yeah. If you live in the state of Alabama, you probably don't think that. Oh, you definitely don't. <laughs> no, nobody. There's Auburn that. fans don't think that. Right. Um, he's Why the, don't I think Chris Todd was a, a coach? He's not. No, he's he's still insurance he's now. Well, I feel like he's still Chris Chris Todd. He's a financial advisor. Yeah, Perfect. Yeah. I got him on uh, LinkedIn. Yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna friend him on LinkedIn. I hung out with Chris a few times. Cool guy. Yeah. Maybe. Do a quick verification from my LinkedIn. I've logged in the long time. <laughs> What's your password? I don't know. What's your password? <laughs> Probably football or some nonsense <laughs> like that. It's whatever that crazy combination of letters of the uh, cycling guy was. Merckx? Eddie Merckx? M-E-R-C-K-X? See, you guessed it. You guessed it. Look at R-C-K-X. Yeah. Merckx. That's just random punching. So we got anything else on Gus's? No, that's all I really got unless you guys want to... 
expound on it at all. I think well, this uh, is, Jack's going to write some more on the site about yeah. it this week. Yeah. I think Chief raised an interesting point. Is a coaching tree a sign of a good coach? Is a coaching tree a sign of a guy who hires well around him? Because like Matt Brown's coaching tree is probably incredible. Well, I mean, Saban, every coach in the country that wants to move up wants to work for him. Nobody actually wants to work for the guy. Um, Everybody that wants to be rehabbed. Works for well, they want to be hired by him as a as an off the field assistant because it's a great on your resume. Yeah, you know you're going to get a better job. Sure. None of them actually want to work for the sure. guy. Right. I, I know for a fact that no no one wants to work for the guy. But the um, the question is, like say Mac Brown's coaching tree is incredible because the CEO, which is what he was yeah. in Texas, meant that he would just try to find the best guys right to and coach and that's, for him. That's what Saban can do. Yeah, he can well, t- except that Saban's. Saban's giving you the script for defense. Right. Like, but he can take his pick of whoever he wants to bring in. Right. So as, whereas Gus, Gus is, does not Gus does not want to call defense. No. And so is his coaching team more of a sign of a guy who can hire well? But mo- none of his coaches are defensive guys. Like his coach tree doesn't, wouldn't, you wouldn't say Ellis Johnson is part of the no. Gus knows on no. coach tree. But I, but I will give him credit for Travis Williams, who yeah. could be a defensive coordinator soon, could be a head coach. He, he should be fairly soon. President of Auburn University, right? One of those. Why not Travis Williams? <laughs> Why not let him do both? Slash record a new album. Wait on the new album, T Will. I'm trying to get a new album out of you. So maybe the 10 year anniversary. I know. Another year. Follow up. When's the follow-up to Tiger Walk? Everyone wants me to do a follow-up to We Got Jared. We're waiting 10 more years for T-Will's Tiger Walk. What follow-up. I'm hearing is that the two of you should do a collaboration. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, man. I don't think the world's ready. <laughs> oh, man. The world is not ready for that. I would do it, though. I've seen the army. So, so like, so like the, the, the Chronic 2000, you could do uh, the, the Tiger Walk 2020? Yeah, I was thinking more I'd be like the Ashanti to his child rule. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You know, all those... Those songs. Okay. Right. Yeah. Or J-Lo is Ja Rule. Ja Rule was a rapper, uh, right? Uh, from... Ja Rule. Yeah, he did the... Uh, the the uh, Fire Festival. Fire Festival. Yeah, yeah. You're right. That, that's what he's famous for. Yes, that's exactly all. All the documentaries. He was a star in like three of them. The best part of the Fire Festival documentary is the fact that there were a large number of people who saw that Ja Rule was putting on a festival we're in 2017 and or whatever. laid their and we're like, big bucks down. Oh, man, yeah, I gotta go to that. I gotta be part of that. It's Ja Rule. In 2005, it might have been the Maybe. place to be. I think it was already over. I in think that the shine was already off that uh, diamond. <laughs> it's murder. Is that, is that how that goes? Anyway. Uh, shine off that turret. Let's take a break? Yeah, we'll take a break, Jack. Thanks, Chief, for keeping us on track. You're back with the Orange and True Podcast. I'm the brain I'm guy. Crow. There's Chief. Here's Ryan. What's going on? So I, we're going to play another game. A game. Can I do a quick plug while I'm thinking about it? Yeah, good plug. Chief, why not? Uh, what do you got going on? <laughs> Is he selling another car? No. no. I discovered a really great ice cream. It's a great value brand. Sea salt caramel. It's delicious. Great, great. The Walmart brand? The Walmart brand. Walmart's not a sponsor of this podcast. I, I know. Not even a little bit. I know, but it's great. It's good ice cream. I'm I'm trying to help out my ice cream fans, friends of the pod. I don't, sure. I don't know what I was trying to say there. People that listen to this pod like Truthers. ice cream. Truthers like ice cream. Yeah. I mean, Orange and Truthers is a, a sherbet flavor, right? Gosh, it needs to be. It could be. Shout out to Ben and Jerry. We need uh, you guys to make it. Could be uh, like a dreamsicle type flavor. There you go. 
but anyway, uh, sea salt and caramel. It, it is possibly my favorite ice cream of all time. All right, so that's your ice cream spotlight of the week. Just discovered it this week, too. Sea salt and caramel is a good idea. Oh, it's great. It's I got like little truffles in it, too. Yeah. It's got caramel truffle things in it. <laughs> Chef's kiss. <laughs> Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. I got a letter there. Here's the thing. I'm going to do some would you rathers. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go one, a funny one. Two, an Auburn one. Three, a funny one. Four, an Auburn one. Five, a funny one. So five would you rathers. Okay. I hope you guys wrote that down because I didn't. Alternating funny ones and Auburn ones. The first one's a funny one. Ryan, would you rather have two belly buttons or only one nipple? <laughs> two belly buttons. It is so satisfying to scratch my belly button. If I could do it twice. Hmm, yeah. No, that's, that's an easy one. Chief, are they like up and down or are they next to each other? Does that matter? <laughs> do I get to pick where it's at? Wait, Wait, choice. Where, yeah. where is this one nipple? Right in the middle of your chest. <laughs> like, middle of your chest. Like Scaramanga? Yes. But you Scaramanga. only have the one in the middle? Right. I'll go with one nipple. Scaramanga's a great deep cut James Bond reference. <laughs> I actually don't know that one. Yeah. Man with Golden Gun. Yeah. Ah, okay. It's Christopher Lee. Gold member, right? No, Golden <laughs> Gun. It's one of the weirdest slash it's so weird worst James Bond movies. So weird. There is a scene in... Uh, There's a it? scene in it where the guy yells for Tabasco sauce <laughs> to his like little person it's, who is his slave. You know, I, I, I had never no. watched that movie Nick all the way. <laughs> I met him. Nick-nack? Air, air, uh, bear, bear. He says, Nick-nack, Tabasco! <laughs> his famous role was on Fantasy Island. Right. I, I met him at the June Jam in Fort Payne, Alabama uh, shortly was before Was he signing autographs? He was just there hanging out. Wanted to go see the Alabama. I had no idea who it was, but I was five years old, the same height as him. I was the first um, little person I'd ever met. Yeah. So I thought it was the coolest thing that ever happened to me. So it was awesome. Um, but yeah, one nipple. Uh, Man with a Golden Gun. I'd only seen it the first time I watched it all the way through was last year. Mm-hmm. Would you rather, Ryan, Auburn wins the 2007 Georgia game? Mm hmm. Which is Auburn wins yeah. that game, a lot changes in the world. Yes. Because Auburn Th- like, probably wins the thing. division. Yeah. Anyway, if Auburn wins the 2007 Georgia game, mm-hmm. or would you rather Auburn wins, take your pick, any regular season Georgia game of Gus Malzahn's that he has lost? Well, Ryan Ooh. doesn't remember the 2007 Georgia game. No, I remember that. Yeah. No, I remember every Georgia game. Oh, yeah, that's true. You were 12. Yeah, I was 12. It was probably... Yeah, middle school was rough. That one probably hurt, yeah. Give me... Let's see. Reset regular season? Regular season. No ACC championship. Right. Because the stakes were too high. Yeah, yeah. You can't just say, yeah, I'll take that. We're going to the national championship. Give me a 2014 Georgia game. Wow. And that... There's a... If that Bama game is for the West, which it would be at that point, mm-hmm. there might be a different outcome. I don't know. Okay, Chief, same question. Oh, seven. I agree. 2007. Without, without question. I have no like thoughts of anything else. That was one of the lowest moments of my Auburn Yeah. Fandom. It was embarrassing how what they did to us. And they beat the snot out of all Yes. Too. It was a bad, it was a bad I knew it was coming. I, I worked uh, with a big, big Georgia fan or my whole, she was not, a, you know, dwag as, as one would say. She, but she, they were 
talking for weeks about how, yeah, they were going to wear those black jerseys. And they've been saying that for years, right? Right. So I knew how pumped they were because just based on that. And I'll, when that happened, I was like, no, this is, this, we're screwed. And we were screwed. That was a shellacking. They rubbed our nose in it. It, yeah. was, it was not fun. Yeah, but you know what, Chief? We beat the dog crap out of them. We all beat the dog crap out of yeah, them. Well, would you rather... That was a long time coming, and that felt really good. <laughs> now, if you ask me if I would trade one of those, that would be a hard question. Anyway. Would you rather not be able to open any doors that are closed for yourself? Literally or like... No, literally. Not metaphorically. Okay. So you literally have to wait for, someone, to wait for someone else to open the door for you. Or not be able to close any open doors yourself. See, the last one sounds more reasonable, not being able to close doors. No, I'm going to go. But. Yeah, we're asking around. But. My wife's got a thing about the doors all have to be closed at night in her bedroom. My wife has the same thing. And if I couldn't do that, she Mm -hmm. might just leave me. (laughs) So. Uh, You have to be the one that closes it? Right. That's funny. She gets in bed and closes all the doors and that's how we go to bed. I'm going to go not be able to close the doors because you could buy those little hydraulic arms that'll close it for you. That's a good idea. It's a good workaround. <laughs> so it's a pretty good one. That's, the, that's what I'm going on. All right. Because if it's closed and you can't open, you can't do anything to make it open. What about what about doors that don't have handles? Like if it's a cowboy door, salon yeah. door, can you just walk through it? No, you have to Yeah, you can just walk through it. Oh, okay. Okay, I think. So then I could install those everywhere, and that would be just awesome. Just install saloon doors to everywhere. The security <laughs> would just be my terrible. Here. You'd hear everybody coming in. <laughs> no, that's true. Would you rather... With their spurs and... <laughs> would you rather... Uh, Jeff Lebo gets two more years. Mm. Three more years of offer. He gets three more years. So Tony Barbie's never hired. The new arena yeah, opens... Bruce and we're fine. Yeah, the new arena opens with Jeff Lebo as the head coach. Mm. Maybe not, Bruce. Because Jeff Lebo wasn't that bad. Or, okay, so, so you got the Jeff Lebo era. Or would you rather, no, you know what? Never mind. Would you rather Tony Barbie is the head coach of Auburn basketball for another year? So Bruce doesn't get hired. He probably gets hired by Boston College. Or Alabama. I don't know if they would have done it. I think Boston College is where he's from. And they were hired. They literally, that job came open the week after Auburn hired him. Like it was. There was hidden. Right. Back then, he hadn't, because there's a whole, did you sign your contract then because of Barbie? But Bruce already had. Just, just like die. Right. So would you rather. It sounds awful. What's the other option? Okay. So Bruce hasn't come to Auburn. Or would you rather Chiswick gets two more years? Two more years. Hmm. So you have three and nine. So that means 13 doesn't happen. Or maybe it does. Maybe it holds. Maybe it's even better. Who knows? But Chiz, you never know. 2010 could show up. Yeah, so... So basically, we'd rather like not have the, Bruce or it never It sounds have like Gus. one of the sports is going to be really bad mm-hmm. for at least one or two more years. Mm-hmm. So at least I could get coaches I like with Chizik and Bruce. Uh-huh. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's the... Offsetting decision. Are you talking about recruiting Chiswick and Bruce on campus? <laughs> <laughs> Triple Taylor and Bruce on campus is <laughs> be signed with so many people. Be oversigned. Yeah, give me, give, give me Chiswick. I'm taking Chiswick for two more years because I don't. I still don't think 2013 would have been I super bad. No, it would have been <laughs> three and nine bad. <laughs> it would have been bad. Yeah, <laughs> it was the same guys. It was the same dudes. It was the same dudes. 
The only reason we did better is the whole new coach. Different offense. New coach running the offense, those guys who were recruited to play. I just. Uh, Do I have to keep Leffler and Van Gorder? That's that's the real question. Well, I don't think he would have kept Leffler. No, they're both. Right. Well, Van Gorder, maybe. Yeah, Van Gorder, maybe, but Leffler. <laughs> well, I mean, we're not, we're not upgrading that much when we get Ellis Johnson. Uh, yeah, true. Uh, no, I'm taking Chiss because uh, I think I've gone on record as saying, uh, I really care if football wins another game if we could win you know, a national championship in basketball. Yeah. But uh, that may, you think we may lose blisters over that. 2013, 14, 15 are some dark years. Well, here, here's my other logic. 15 was either way. Here, here's my other logic on that is um, the people that you're worried about talking smack to you and all that stuff already do. And they already treat us like we don't win a game every year. Like we're the lowliest of teams. So it doesn't really matter. At least if we're bad, you can just be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Then, then we really become right. a basketball school. Yeah, then we're just a basketball school. Who is who is Auburn higher in uh, twenty fifteen? Who was on if, the uh, if we in football? So yeah, we finally fired Chizik in fifteen. Is what you're saying? Yeah, we hire who, uh, we, uh, who are we hiring? What's his name? That Chad Morris probably. Oh yeah, maybe because he was at Clemson still Straight at that point. Um, or they hire Will Muschamp. Oh, definitely Will Muschamp. <laughs> yeah, it would have been Muschamp. Definitely Will oh, Muschamp. Well, actually. This is getting worse. No, but. there's there's two. I, I was actually surprised we hired. Gus was allowed to hire Wills as defense coordinator because there's friction between uh, one coach Muschamp and some uh, people with uh, the PTV. Yeah, the PTV, the powers that be. Um, so maybe that doesn't happen, but maybe it does. Hmm. So. Who do we hire in basketball if we don't hire Bruce Pearl? Yeah, that's I think is. I mean, here, I don't think we have any names. Avery Johnson. Do we hire Avery Johnson? All right, last one, guys. I think this has been a nice extra. Might bring this back in a couple weeks. I like this. Would you rather pee your pants once a week, but no one knows but you? You're the only one who knows that you've peed your pants. How do you know that? It's not already the case. It's true. Or. Oh, what a jack that Man. was. Joey Gallo, the Texas Rangers, sent that one into the stands. So you pee your pants once a week, but no one knows. Or you do not ever pee your pants. But once a week, everyone in the room you're in Think thinks she... you've peed your pants. And you don't know when it's going to happen. So you can't go, well, I'm just not going to show up to work now, today. Now, the people that know you pee your pants, do they think it's a medical condition? Like you can't help it? Or you're just... No, they're like... What's going on? Did you pee your pants? Why did this guy pee his pants? Well, they probably don't say anything because think about it. If you're in a room with a guy who's peed his pants, you're just going to look at him like, who is this child? (laughs) Yeah. What's wrong with him? Okay. So the question is, would you rather pee your pants and no one finds out? Or you don't pee your pants, but everyone thinks you peed your pants. So basically, it's got to be be pee your pants because you can at least... You can prepare... so uncomfortable. I haven't peed my pants. But it's unpredictable. I can't imagine. It's unpredictable, so you can't wear a diaper or anything unless you just want yeah. to be wearing a diaper all the time. I don't brag about a lot there of are people that It's been a long time since I feed my pants. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'd... I'd well, no, does, does being uh, in the lake peeing, peeing your pants count? No, that, that can't count if that's the case. I pee your pants constantly. Because I did that last weekend. <laughs> yeah, I pee my pants in everybody of water I ever get. <laughs> Except for the bathtub. Let me, re- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let me make sure I don't have you over to hang out in the kiddie pool with my house. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess I'd rather pee my pants than have everyone think I pee my pants. There are two kind of people in the world, Ryan. Those who pee in their wetsuit and liars. 
You know, baseball is the only sport out there that uh, features a lot of old and a lot of fat guys. There's a lot of fat guys playing baseball. That's a, a heck of a transition. Yeah, that is. I just noticed there was a dude that looked like he was 50. You were about to talk about adult diapers? That might have been the manager. No, no. Team. I don't think he was. Because they get to wear uniforms and pretend to be yeah. on the team yeah, or something. Kind of, Matt, I think every NBA coach should wear a uniform. I think the NFL coach should wear pads <laughs> and a helmet. All right, maybe that's time for a break then. Take a break. And we're back. I think that sponsor. Bush's Baked Beans, maybe. I hope it was Bush's Baked Beans, but I, I guarantee you it was a podcast. Oh, probably. From was. the box. You think there's a media podcast network. about Bush's Baked Beans? Here's the better question. Is this podcast advertising on other podcasts? Not a chance. Man, I hope so. Have we, we, I don't think we've cut a, a, promo. a promo. If they, yeah, say if we were right, on one second, somebody podcast, that'd be impressive. One we need to cut a promo and be that like, hey be guys, a, you need to advertise our pod. One second. You guys keep talking. I'm about to cut a promo. So let's talk about Jared Harper. We haven't we talked can, about Jared Harper. We have cut one live on air. I'm about to cut one live on air. Okay. Keep talking. We haven't talked about Jared Harper yet. Yeah, Jared Harper had that a is, great game. Yeah, last summer night? league debut last night. So it would have been Monday night. Uh, 19 points and four assists. Yeah. Uh, really, really good game. I mean, he 33 got some minutes attention. or something like that. Yeah, I got some national attention kind of you know, recognizing how great he was playing. Yeah. Um, uh, if he does that a lot more of that, he'll be on the NBA roster. Crow informed me that uh, the, the Suns did sign Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio from Spain. Um, so he was a uh, teenage phenom over in Still the Spanish League. Incredible player. Yeah, didn't he get drafted like 10 years ago when he was like 16 or something? Yeah, like that? I thought at 18. Timberwolves? Yeah, played for the T-Wolves for a long time. Kevin Kevin Love. Just, like, never came over for a couple years. He did. He stayed over there for another year at least. But he didn't he, he get drafted around the same time as Jimmer Fredette? A little a couple years earlier than that. Okay. He's been in the league for a while. Yeah, he has. All right, you guys ready for me to cut a promo? He's got 90s hair. Well, now he's like super long and he has his sweet tats. Oh. He's kind of turned into like this like uh, heartthrob of oh. the ladies who watch the NBA. Okay. It, yeah. Is there like a subculture of women that love the NBA? Yes, the NBA is the internet's official sport. Okay. So. But but I think Jared's got a really good shot of making that team. Yeah, or making at least uh, a well, team. Well, that, that's what we talked about. So they signed him. They signed a few other guards. So maybe I mean they I think they like two guards. Yeah, I think they like Jared. Um, but Jared also doesn't have to stay with the Suns. Right. So, so I think J- there's got to be somebody out there who'd be like, you know what, this guy might be our backup point guard. Send him to the Lakers. Maybe LeBron would be like, I want this guy. Yeah. To go along with Carmelo and uh, uh, Vince Carter. All right, I'm gonna try to do this promo off the fly. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I might, I'm gonna try to. I thought that was our promo. Is this staying live. I, I thought. I thought what yeah. we were, were talking right, about Jack, was our promo. You can you can edit this to be a promo. Put some sweet music behind it. Um, I'm totally doing a parody of a very famous wrestling promotion. Oh, okay. Okay. First of all, I'd like to thank the many, many fans throughout this country that wrote cards and letters to the Orange Crew Podcast <laughs> while we were down. Secondly, I want to thank College Magnolia Promotions for waiting and taking the time because I know how important it was. The Iron Bowl is to the wrestling fans. It is to the College Magnolia and to the Orange Crew Podcast, the Auburn Podcast. With that, wait, I got what I wanted, Alabama. I don't have to say a whole lot more about the way I feel about Alabama. No respect, no honor. There is no honor amongst these in the first place. He put hard times on the Orange and True podcast and our 
podcast friends. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work. They got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them to go home. And hard times when a man has worked at a job for 30 years, 30 years, and they give him a watch, kick him in the butt and say, hey, a computer took your place, Daddy. That's hard times. That's hard times. In Alabama, you put hard times on this country by taking Auburn out. That's hard times. And we all had hard times together, and I admit, I don't look like the athlete of the day is supposed to look. My belly's a little big, my height's a little big, but brother, I am bad. And they know I'm bad. There were two bad people. One was John Wayne, and he's dead, brother. And the other's right here. Alabama, the world's heavyweight title belongs to these people, the Orange and Truthers. I'm gonna reach out right now. I want you to home to know my hand is touching your hand for the gathering of the biggest body of people in this country, in this universe, all over the world right now, reaching out because of the love that was given me, and this time I'll repay you now. Because I will be the host of a podcast of a champion team of this hard time blues. The Orange and True Podcast Tour 2020. And Alabama, let me tell you, lead you with this. One way to hurt Alabama is to take what he cherishes more than anything in the world, and that's the title. I'm going to take it. I've been there twice. This time when I take it, Daddy, I'm going to take it for you. Let's gather for it. Don't look, don't let me down now because I came back for you. For that man upstairs that died 10, 12 years ago and never got the opportunity to see a real champion. And I'm proud of you. I thank God I have you. I love you. I love you. Cut, Jack. That's our promo. I think that might have been a little long. It might be long. Anytime <laughs> you can do a Hard Times by Dusty Rhodes promo. <laughs> Dusty Rhodes. It's so a great promo. That's just what Dusty Rhodes said, man. Okay. It was kind of like saying "baby" when Vince Vaughn was on the on Swingers. Swingers, yeah. He said, "Daddy," he'd be like, "Come on, Daddy." He'd like, "I'm, I'm Daddy. You're Daddy. We're all Daddy." I think I might start doing that. Daddy O, let's go, with Daddy O. I think I might start saying "Daddy" like Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes. Speaking of sports that have some fat guys in it, <laughs> Dusty Rhodes. That, that sports. Sports entertainment. Okay. WWE. I mean, you guys didn't seem to agree that there are a lot of old guys and fat guys that play baseball. It's because it's not... I don't know. I just watched the Home Run Derby and a bunch of 21-year-olds Well, okay. showed out. I'm just saying it's always been that way. There's Vladdy is fat. not the thinnest guy okay, I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah. Vladdy is kind of big. Did you see that there were people on baseball Twitter upset that the winner of the Home Run Derby celebrated a little too much? How dare he? Because he didn't go the other way and beat the chef, Crow. Guys... Acuna hit him out of the park all over the place. Did you see that? Yeah. He just sprayed him. I didn't see it. I didn't watch it. But I heard about it. And I read about it on... on I saw the infographic. Nice. 538? <laughs> well, guys, I don't know how much else we have to do. We recorded a promo. We, uh, yeah, that was, that was pretty good. I hope that Jack just cuts that and puts it out as his own file. Yeah. <laughs> you, got a, you guys got anything else going on? Oh, I got a house. Yeah, I got the house thing. House thing. <laughs> Predictions for SEC media days because that's like the event oh, of the yeah. summer. Okay. Oh, I think we think Tega will be a. Uh, uh, I think it's Tega and Derek Brown are pretty. Yeah. Pretty locked in. And we need more. Maybe more. Will Hastings. Here's if maybe Hammer Stove. One of the yeah. Gus. Gus, we know you're listening to this. Take Joey and Bo and just <laughs> really screw with everybody. Take I Joey, Bo, and Aaron Sipos. You can take three. <laughs> Can you? Yeah, you take three. three. Okay, yeah, those three. The two quarterbacks that you won't announce who's quarterback and Aaron Sipos. Yeah, they'll sell those two freshmen to the uh, right to the Wolves. How hard is it? All you say is, yeah, it's going to be a real tough year. We're going to work really hard. We, we put in a lot of work this offseason, <laughs> try and get a little bit better. Just and, give them a uh, little script to read. They don't have to have a script. <laughs> Anybody can say those things. 
I don't we, know. we like our chances in every game we play this year. Uh, we really expect to win. Um, a lot of good teams in this conference. We think we're really good too. That's it. That's the answer there's, to every question. There's a reason they don't send freshmen. I mean, do, do you think they're going to ask about uh, Jarrett Sudam and his, his wedding or you know, being from Texas? Man, I'm probably going to see those pictures from yeah, the, that. Was creeped me out. This is a little beefcakey and a little. Uh, you know, that's fine. It's weird. If they want to do that, it creeps me out when Auburn fan, right. fan sites report it like it's the right. news. When pay sites, yeah, post a tweet about it chick. with a picture of a. Yeah, it was, a, a half a butt cheek. I'll yeah, have to it's say. in poor taste. It was uh, it was a strange thing to see happening. It's not like uh, it's the royal wedding for a guy that doesn't play here anymore. Right, a Patriots player <laughs> anyway. from Texas. Nothing gets them clicks. Like, butts. I guess maybe that's why it's the Pats, and it's a, a beautiful young lady. Yes, in her bathing suit. It's a hundred percent why. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever been to a website called Instagram. No, no. It's I didn't know which website you were going to ask about. I sort of stay away from it. This is where Ryan would have to Ryan, you come and Instagram? tell me what something is uh, because I don't work. No, I, I do have an Instagram account. Instagram, as our friend Josh calls it. Yeah? Which friend, Josh? Josh Dove, the Sultan oh, of uh, calls Spreadsheets. It Instagram? Yeah. I'm the Sultan, come on. He's Sorry, the king of spreadsheets. Sultan of Spreadsheets. Uh, I, uh, the Emperor of Excel. <laughs> The Colossus of Calculus. The Duke of Data. Yeah. You don't go all day. <laughs> pretty, pretty impressed with myself coming up. Yeah, with Duke of Data is not bad. I think that's well, what, guys, I think that's what I'm going to call Josh from now on. Duke of Data. The, are you the Emperor of Excel. Colossus of Calculus. Sultan of Stats. Sultan of Stats. All right. Uh, Swami of Stats. No. no. The Goliath of Graphs? Well, there we go. I'm reaching now, though. <laughs> Uh, yeah, dude, I don't think we have much more to talk about. Like we said. don't. Shout out to Lydia. Yeah, Lydia, how you doing? Made it all the way to the end of the She's pod. still a champ of the week? Champ of the week. Eternal champ of the week. You well, yeah, she was named Indiana Eternal champ, champ of the week. Uh, uh, soon to be, champs. soon to be, uh, closer hey, to guys, home. send us your recipes. I'm, uh, always looking for new things. Kind of getting in a dinner rut at this point. Mm, kind of making the same thing over and over again. I do a lot of cooking, so. Do you have much time for cooking these days? Well, not right now. But we got a new house coming up that I'm hopefully going to... Right now, we're eating a lot of chicken salad we buy at the Aldi. Because we just don't have time to cook. So we're eating prepackaged food that we put on bread. Call it a meal. Sounds fun. It's not the best. It's not awful. Not we eat out a lot, so it's better than that. I had Wendy's today. I eat Wendy's three to four times a week. Not really. But a lot. It's not good. Uh, they have we are out of stuff. We're out of time. Out of stuff talking about. Yeah. Guys... Next week, we're going to talk about... Stay of the program. Stay of the program, and who is the Auburn of what? We've been We're ghosts. <laughs>